good to see you, Nitya. Oh, good to see you. And can you remind me your yeah. name? Merdanga Das. Das. That's cool. Good. If life's beating you down, I'm just I'm Merdanga Das. <laughs> How old is that copy you have? This one? Yeah. Um, I might have brought it. here brought it from Portland. I moved here 15 years ago. Yeah, it's got the uh, the aged pages on it. Yeah, and the 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 the, the reprint is a, got an orange cover. Oh, okay. Yeah. This was printed in 1989. Yeah. I think there's a remote. Remote? It's in the closet on my side. Thank you. Okay. Morgan, uh, um, have you do you have any familiarity with any of this stuff? Yeah. Okay. Um, what what did you you read that book? Some of that or something similar? Um, I've read through a bit of the smaller orange one. Oh, cool. There you go. Nice. Familiar with many of the teachings of the many. Oh, good. Very nice. All right, welcome. So, um, I have a particular topic I was thinking of talking about. And this is, I'll just read one little paragraph here from, this is from the Bhagavatam, a section called the Uddhava Gita. The Bhagavatam is a really big book. Uh, Gita is 700 verses. The Bhagavatam is, oh, welcome, what's, what's your name? Puja, here, come on the couch here, got a nice seat for you. Thank you. Kya Hi. Where, where are you from? Samaj Bhakti, yeah. Where? Where from? From here. Okay. Gujarat. Gujarat. So your your parents were born in Gujarat, and you you grew up in Texas, or? Yeah, Houston. Houston. All right. We used to come here at this temple. There's a gal boy there. I'm born in Houston, right here. Awesome. All right. Been come to this temple since we're kids. Nice, nice. Oh, good. I remember one time I was here one night and um, I was walking around and one of the guys told me, hey, you know, they get together here in this white house on Wednesdays. Oh, good. And I'm trying to think of what to do on a Wednesday. There you go. And I'm like, you know what? This is a spot. This is a spot. It's <laughs> cold rainy day. It cold rainy day. We just finished the kirtan. We had a really nice kirtan. And then we have a short talk. We have we have a knockout dinner. Awesome. So it's That was yesterday. Not today? No. I was, I was asking about that because... Well, some places it is today. Some yeah. places on the, around, around LA the world. LA it's today. LA it's today. Depends on where you are in what the globe. Uh, no, tomorrow for the whole day. Yeah. It's like, it, it depends on where you're at, then, then you have the, it, it lands. How do we um, You can go to our, uh, our temple website. There's a calendar, and you can subscribe to the calendar. There's also an app so, and there's an app too. Because they're only like, LA's only like two hour difference, three yeah. hours. So how is it? Yeah, it's a whole, and you, you probably have to get a master's degree in like astronomy to get it <laughs> figured out. But they're, they're, they've got it all like, they've got apps that like do all the calculations based on your longitude and latitude, and boom, you got so, the answer. So is it like a hard day difference? Yeah, yeah, we would, Kaddish, you would f- do the fast on a different day. Yeah. Right, but 
But sometimes it can be because it's according to the moon. So when you do the fast on a certain day, yeah. Okay. Sometimes the kadashi fast will go on the next day, duadashi, and it'll be technically a kadashi like two days, kind of. Okay. So. I didn't even know this stuff because I thought it was today. Anyway, Krishna. Most auspicious Wednesday of Oh yeah, Krishna knows your heart, so <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need all that technical stuff to like. Right. Okay, I'm gonna bless bless him. All right. So this is um, so I was mentioning Uddhava Gita. It's a really big book. It's on the bookshelf there, uh, the Bhagavatam, which Uddhava Gita is a part of. It's kind of like the sequel to the Bhagavad Gita. It's not necessarily. Um, Maybe in some sense a little further in depth because it's a little bit bigger, but most of the topics are pretty much the same. Um, it's kind of a repeat of um, many of the same topics yeah. in the, the Uddhava. Bhakti Vedanta talks about how I think it's the thirteenth canto or the eleventh canto that 11, a lot of people skip to. Eleventh yeah, canto, yeah, eleventh canto is yeah has the Uddhava Gita. Yeah, and Uddhava like Arjuna's Krishna's friend, Uddhava's uh, Krishna's friend, and they're speaking. Yeah. He is not in a, such a trying or scary moment. So, in, as Arjuna was. So in this section, I have just a little comment, a little purport from uh, Srila Prabhupada's guru, uh, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, who was a brilliant uh, uh, saint and scholar. And so let's see. This is the purport. A conditioned soul identifies with the gross body and thus considers anything giving immediate satisfaction to the body to be good. Instant, you know, fast. Fast food, you get your McDonald's, your instant gratify. Anything that gives immediate satisfaction to the body to be good and any incon- anything inconvenient, disturbing to the body, ah, that's bad. <laughs> By higher intelligence, however, one can recognize one's long-term self-interest and dangers. There's a word for that, shreyas and prayas. Shreyas means... You, you ever heard, met anybody with the name shreyas? Sometimes in, Indian ladies have that name. It means long-term long-term benefit. Shreyas means that instant gratification. So by higher intelligence, however, one can recognize one's long-term self-interest by designating and restricting the exploitation of the material world. Vedic knowledge gradually brings a conditioned soul to the platform of material goodness. So that, that's in Sanskrit called sattva. So you're being person is being raised by restricting the exploitation of the material world by designating by clearly defining and restricting hey welcome what is your name (laughs) you've been here before i think yes i think so i was here on sunday okay you came on sunday okay So welcome. Thank you. How are you? Very restricting exploitation. Exploitation of the material world. And at that stage, one becomes eligible to serve 
the Supreme Personality of Godhead. I'll read the uh, excerpt that I just read. Uh, it's a really short one. A conditioned soul falsely identifies with the gross body. So what does that mean? Ah, this is me. I am this. Yeah. So he falsely identifies with the, the gross body and thus considers anything that gives immediate satisfaction to the body good and anything inconvenient or disturbing to the, for the body to be bad. By higher intelligence, however, one can recognize one's long-term self-interest and dangers. By designating and restricting the exploitation of the material world, Vedic knowledge gradually brings a conditioned soul to the platform of material goodness. At that stage, one becomes eligible to serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So that is a purport on a verse uh, in the in this Uddhava Gita section. And I also have a verse on the Gita as well. Um, so just to cover a little bit of the basics here. Um, how, how do you say your name again one more time? Munashe. Munashe. Mm -hmm. And what does it mean? Where God dwells. Where God dwells. Munashe. So there's a verse in the, in, in the book called the Padma Purana. And it talks about where does God dwell. And he says, Naham tishtami bhaikunte. I don't reside in the spiritual world. I don't dwell there. Yoginam shiva. Nor am I in the heart of the yogis. Madbhakta gayanti tattishtami narada. But those who are always calling me with love, that's where I am. So when everyone is singing, well, now that probably happens in the spiritual world, so mm -hmm. he, he can be there too. <laughs> but he's not just, he doesn't have to like, he doesn't have to be there. He's there, he's, he is attracted by love and devotion. That's a nice name, thank you. So, um, as you may notice, while living in this body, you once had a 10-year-old body. And according to biology, that body that you had at 10 is actually, it's died. Every cell has died. And you're still here. Because you weren't the body. But as it's mentioned here, we falsely identify with this gross body. We think, I'm white, I'm black, I'm Chinese, I'm American, I'm... I'm Republican, I'm a Democrat, I am a tree-hugging activist, I'm a Nazi, I'm a... Uh, so many different designations we take on that are based on the gross physical body and also our mental body, our different conceptions of life. But all those things are changing, but there's something that doesn't change, and that's the witness within the body. And because the person that's in the body is different from the body, he also has interests that are different from the body's interests. So what are some interests of the body? Food. Food. Mating. Mating. Rest. Rest. How about for the mind? Uh, stimulation. Stimulation. Theory. Theory. Th theory something intellect for the intellect. Um, fame. fame. Adoration. Power. Power. Profit. See that bank? balance going up that's only to satisfy our mind so mind and ego is the same well there, there are basic three components you have your the manas buddhi and ahankar manas is the mind which is the we use the word mind English word mind 
which usually is the, generally known as the heart of emotion. So your mind and your intelligence are speaking to you in the morning. One is saying, you got to go to your job, and the other one is saying, roll over and enjoy, you know, you know anything that disturbs the body is bad. <laughs> Man, I'm in that state all the time. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's the mind. That's called manoratena, means that we're driven by the, the chariot of the mind. Um, and so the mind just goes... Um, there is another description in the Bhagavatam that our body is like a chariot where, uh, this is an ancient Uber, there's something called a chariot. <laughs> it's got five horses. Um, and these five horses are our senses, hearing, smelling, touch, taste, feeling. Or we already said feeling, touching. What did, what did we miss then? Hearing, smelling, touch, taste, seeing. seeing. All right. So you got your five horses. Your five, one of your horses sees a, or smells a blueberry, or sees and smells a blueberry cheesecake. It's like, yeah. So the senses yeah. just see the object. And uh, the mind is what says, I like that. The mind is the, you know, the sense of attachment. Manas is accepting and rejecting. I like, I don't like. What do you say? Anything that... Gives inconvenience to the body? Bad. <laughs> what? I have to fast? Bad. But isn't fasting relatively convenient? What's that? I would consider fasting to be relatively convenient. Convenient? Yeah, you well, don't that's have to that's, go that's, out and get anything. All right. <laughs> it's like, just, it's pretty convenient. All right. People die so like you that. avert getting something. Well, yeah, it, I mean... Our manas are different. So man, manas is like just that, the the sense of attachment. So that's the reins that connect to the horses. And then what's behind the reins? Soul. The driver. And the driver is not the soul, it's the intelligence. So the intelligence uh, has to try to control these five horses. These five senses. Like, for example, uh, a guy might be walking down the street and he sees this beautiful lady. And, you know, it's, it's the lady of his dreams. Like, um, he was always attracted to girls with red hair and freckles, like, from Brave. And... And he thinks, maybe I should. And so his senses see that. His mind says, yes, you like that. But her six foot eight husband standing <laughs> next to her tells his intelligence, hey, maybe you should slow down the horses. <laughs> like, so that's the intelligence. The senses just say, you like this. The senses say you like a cigarette, but the intelligence says, I don't want to have cancer. So that's the intelligence. And if the senses are strong enough, if the mind is strong enough holding on to the senses, then our intelligence can be just, you know, he could say, well, well, maybe I can find some way to secretly write this lady, you know, tell her, you know, you're the most beautiful person I've seen in the last two weeks. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, if you give me the, I give you the sun, the moon, and if you're really nice, a few stars. Uh, so in this way, his intelligence becomes engaged, not in the driver's purpose, but in the purpose of the horses. Now, if you have four, five horses, each have a mind of their own, where's this chariot going to go? Well, it's going to go into a ditch. It's not going to. It's not going to lay, stay on the road. It's going to get itself in trouble. So, if a person simply acts by the impulse of desire, he finds himself frustrated. In the Gita, in chapter two, somewhere later on, he says, "Apuryamanam chala pratishtam samudra apa pravishanti yadvat." We asked this last week, what does the word kama mean? Desire. Yeah? And it doesn't have to be like, oh, like you're like, you are getting frisky. Desire and attachment. Yeah. So puriyamanam, that the, uh, the, spiritually minded, spiritual practitioner, saintly person is different from the general uh, populace because he is deep like the ocean. Even though he is present in this body and being present in this body, there may be desires flowing through. But like the ocean, many rivers are flowing through the ocean, but the ocean, due to its depths, does not become perturbed, does not go beyond its brinks by the influence of the rivers. And the moon can do it, but not the ocean, not the rivers. But the person who strives to satisfy all those desires that are going through the mind, shashantamaknoti, what does this word shanti mean? Maybe peace, yeah. The person who's just chasing after the desires, they're actually the ones that are the least happy. So when it's a, it's a conundrum of the material world. If you chase after material happiness, you will be in distress. And if you don't chase after it, you'll be happy. But it comes at, there's a certain particular technique to do that it's not just like okay i'm not going to want things because that's aversion that's yeah it's like it's it's like what uh if someone says um you can't have ice cream it's like doesn't mean like you stopped liking ice cream it's like you still like ice cream but maybe like right now i have a sore throat so no ice cream for me um I had like grass allergies or whatever, but yeah, sore throats kicked in. So, but it doesn't mean I've, I, I still have desire for ice cream. So it hasn't, has not disappeared from my consciousness. Does it anywhere say about allowing your desires to come to you rather than you going after them? Well, there, there is a sense of, of bringing about the clear expression of the soul's pure desire. Mm-hmm. So you have the Buddhist tradition. As a, there's four noble truths of Buddhism. Does anyone know the four noble truths of Buddhism? You will always have one 
Number one. So yeah, the first one is uh, the, the material world is full of suffering. That's the number one. That's the four noble truths of Buddhism. Yeah. Okay, can we start from the beginning? The world is full of suffering. Okay. Suffering, we get entangled into suffering when we're chasing after our desires, when we're holding on to the, trying to chase after all those things that are temporary. We try to hold on to it. Then it, and and then that temporary thing, you know, loses. We lose our grasp of that thing, so we suffer. Even if we have like noble, like say we don't just want to become rich. Maybe we want to have nice relationships, more noble aspirations, and people die and stuff like that. So he said, he said, the world's full of suffering, and your suffering is caused by desire. And the third level, the third, uh, not level, but. Or noble truth of Buddhism is to stop suffering by stopping your desire. That's where the Vedic tradition differs. We don't say you stop your desire. Uh, it's kind of like say if the house has a leak, the way you s- stop the problem is you just blow up the house. There's no leak. There's no problem. Nothing has no. So if uh, uh, having desires is the problem then by the process of uh, from going from gross to subtle to subtle to subtle to process of eliminating all your existence uh, to, uh, by meditation, then you become nothing. You become shunya, become zero. Then you have no problems. You know, blown up house has no problem. But Vedic tradition is quite different. We don't say stop your desire because desire is an apparent expression of you, that you exist. That's kind of the point of our physical manifestation. So you you are the your true desire is being uh, improperly expressed out through our material consciousness. So we don't want to just destroy desire. We want to get back to that pure desire. So would you say there's like a semantic kind of thing with desire? Because it sounds like attachment is what's being implied, like versus. Because we have a desire. We have a desire to have a relationship with love. Yeah, it's a transformation of the same thing. And it's like being attached to things which are temporary versus being attached to what honey. So, for example, if we take these bulbs, those might be really hot, any bulb, you paint it blue. What what color does the white light have? White light has all the colors. Yeah. It has the whole spectrum, the, the rainbow of colors. But when you cover it with the blue paint, then what comes out? Blue. Only the blue. Everything else is held back. Just like when you see uh, green on the plant, you're seeing the, all the other colors being absorbed by the plant and then the green being reflected back to you. And so... When your desire, when we are in this material world, we have, uh, like for example, it's not the soul's desire to go shoot and kill somebody on the street for, you know, to mug them for their wallet. That's that's a pure spirit soul, but his attachment to his conditionings has caused his desire to become expressed in a corrupted way. So it's a purification process. Exactly. Purification of the heart, of our consciousness. Exactly. Uh, and the, there is a prayer 
um, there are eight stanzas by a, a saintly uh, person who appeared 500 years ago called the Shikshashtaka. And the first one is Chito dharpana marjanam bhavada bhagnin vapanam shira kairva chandrika vitaranam vidya vadu jivanam anandam bhudi vardanam pratipradam pranam ritam swadanam sarvatma snapanam param vijayate shri krishna sankirtanam so it's glorifying this this chanting meditation saying that it is it chita is the heart and cheto dharpana marjanam dharpana is the mirror and marjan means to clean so mirror it's meant to show yourself but if it is dusty you don't see yourself you see you see the the designation of yourself that you know i am this i am that we every every time we take another birth we have we put on a whole new designation i am this you know, they, you know, you go to the baby. You are that body. <laughs> Look at that body. You are cute. <laughs> but actually, we're not the body. But we really hold on to that designation. Just for example, if you drive by a junkyard, you probably won't shed a tear. But if it was your car that you worked for, maybe you would. <laughs> Who knows? If you're very attached, because that des- that attachment. That designation, that's mine, that's me, that's part of me. Then when it gets hurt, you're like, ah, me, the car, my car, my car, me, the car, you hit me. And so it becomes painful. But you see somebody else's car gets a scratch. Maybe you feel a little bit. Maybe you feel a little hurt if you see somebody else get hurt. But if you just see a junkyard full of cars, it's like nothing really felt there. And so... Teto Jarpana Majan. You know, like pain versus suffering. Like, you know, I could get, I could be lifting weights and I could say this is great or I could say this is awful and just totally change my experience of it. Exactly, yeah. We can uh, change our perception. Actually, materialism, as we talked about here, materialism is not a sense of um, someone's wealthy and then they're materialistic. But it's a sense of seeing something separate from the divine and how I can use it for myself. That's materialism. When I, when I do not see the unification of everything and I see it, oh, this is my opportunity to exploit if you say something is my pain, then that's suffering. Yeah, okay, you hold on to it. Just pain, right? So the next, uh, this is the next part I wanted to read. This is from chapter 2, text 61 of Bhagavad Gita. Tani sarvani one who restrains the senses. Now, in the previous verse, he describes the, the yogic system of pratyahara, withdrawing the senses within. doesn't mean like you literally look like a turtle with your... Uh, keeping them under full control. Fixing his consciousness upon me. Uh, 
and fixes his consciousness on me, is known as a man of steady intelligence. Pragya Pratishta means his consciousness is um, connecting. It is not uh, what is in the first verse of the Yoga Sutra. It says, the first verse of the Yoga Sutra, Yoga Chitti Nirodha. Yoga is meant to stop the mind from going, oh, uh, going all over the place. I want, oh, this I can enjoy. That. It just becomes steady and clear. The mind should be like a, like a clear window that you can actually see through it and see the actual self. So in the, in the Vedic tradition, the Vedic literature, it describes that there are four <laughs> pillars. Haribo Sunita. Hare Krishna. There are four pillars that um, without becoming established in these things, it's like we're trying to go on a boat ride, but we haven't pulled up the anchor. We haven't, uh, you know, take the rope off the dock. Like there was a, a, a wedding party in India and they had this big boat and they went, they're about to, they're having a big party to go to the wedding and they're partying all night on this boat and they realize in the morning that they didn't get anywhere because they're still, the rope was connected to the dock and they're just having a great time and they realize they didn't actually go anywhere. So these four principles are satyam, daya, um, Socham and Tapa. And so we will translate those. Satyam is honesty. These are like four legs on a table. Daya is compassion. Um, Socham, cleanliness, what we we talked about. And Tapa means self-control sense of uh, not that instant gratification, but some austerity for a higher purpose. For example, um, so to learn the alphabet, we had to like stop doing what we were you know, wanting to be doing at the time and kind of being directed, hey, let's do this now. We might have just only wanted to do something. And yeah, we can learn some valuable lessons on the playground, but it's also important to know how to write and how to count. You know, all those things are important for life. So that took some austerity, not just doing whatever instantly gratified us, but some pursuit of a, a, a longer-term goal. So there are principles that Vaishnavas imbibe that are related to these four legs. What do you think is related to compassion? No meat eating. Don't kill animals. If you're killing animals, if you're if you're participating, well, I didn't kill them. Well, if you pay somebody to kill somebody, you are implicated. You pay somebody, and the you know, say I didn't do the murder. I just paid this guy to do it for me. It's like, I didn't do it. The knife did it. <laughs> but if you pay somebody, uh, you're implicated. So that, that principle of, of not uh, harming animals for our gratification, 
that is something that uh, if we don't imbibe that principle, it, it holds us, it anchors us where we don't really get off the dock. Because what we were reading earlier, um, let's see again. Because what is material vision? What is that materialistic vision I said? It doesn't mean to be uh, rich or poor, but... To draw separation between material and divine. Yeah, so we have to see that that soul that's in the body of uh, the cow, the dog, the chicken, it's all related to God. So there's no separation. It's not, that, okay, that, that thing is for me. I can just do whatever I want. So a conditioned soul falsely identifies with the gross body and considers anything that gives immediate satisfaction to, be bo- to, to the body to be good, anything inconvenient or disturbing to the body to be bad. By higher intelligence, however, one can recognize one's long-term self-interest and dangers and designating and restricting the exploitation of the material world. Materialism is just kind of more of an extreme point. So, so his point is that materialism, um, it it can look very beautiful. It doesn't have to be really gross, like a big huge factory. But as long as we're we're operating in that desert, that that idea that this is mine to exploit, then we're not recognizing that there's some kind of uh, it's connected to an owner. And so we're actually in a hotel. We can't stay here for very long, and the property is owned by somebody. And so when we have that material vision is when we, 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 don't, we see duality. We don't see that union there. We, we don't use it for its proper function. We use it to serve ourselves. Yeah. Now, to live in this world, you have to eat. You have to do all those things that are part of serving yourself. But it becomes transformed when you see that union and you operate with that conception. So one of them was uh, daya. Then another one is... Um, uh, which, one, which one should we do next? Satyam, uh, daya, socham, socham. Socham was cleanliness. So, so socham are, is also related to intoxication. Internal cleanliness. So you can't. It, what is it called when you're getting off drugs? Oh, getting clean. Going clean. Yeah. So the desire for the soul to enjoy is always there. Uh, and so Vedic culture is not saying stop enjoying. But there are different levels of enjoying. And certain levels of enjoyment, certain paths of enjoyment are just going to ground you in the conception that I am this body and that I can find satisfaction in the temporary. For example, uh, how many of you have ever seen the, 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 there's a video on Facebook called Yoga Has Lost Its Soul by Shiva Ram Swami. Yeah. It's got, uh, it's a, it's, it's got like, I don't know, 40 million views, which is, is a lot of views for a Swami because <laughs> they're not like viral figures, you know. Um, and so he just talks about like the tradition yoga has nothing to do with all this uh, 
pump and, you know, like, look at me, look at my butt, look at my this, look at that. It has nothing to do with that. Um, and that yoga is actually meant to make a person less interested in this temporary world, that he is more fixed internally and that he has, uh, doesn't increase his hunger to enjoy the temporary. Now, if, if you think about alcohol, that, that's, that's the, what gives you the desire to enjoy the temporary. It, it inspires you to enjoy that temporary thing and kind of throws off your inhibitions, makes you, yeah, you know, forget about long-term goals. Let's enjoy right now. And so all kinds of intoxications. This is all about some kind of pleasure that we're trying to get. But it's low level. Um, for example, there was a angel named Indra. Indra lives uh, many thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And the type of beauty, the type of opulence, the type of sensual pleasures, all those things that he experiences where he lives on the higher planets in this universe. There are, there are different planets in this universe where a soul can take birth. Like, as we are to ants, there are beings to humans that are higher, that, that have higher degrees of consciousness and enjoyment. Not necessarily spiritual, but material enjoyment. So Indra has a high level of materialistic enjoyment. But one time he was cursed to become a pig for a certain period of time. And then his curse was over. So Brahma, who is a being that lives 311 billion, trillion years, 40 billion, 311 trillion, 40 billion years, long living being, comes up to him and says, Hey, Indra, your curse is up. You could go back to the heavenly planets and retain your position of Indra. Many humans perform austerities for hundreds of lifetimes in hopes of attaining your position. You're now, but you now your curse is up. You can retain your position. Go back to your position. He's like, but look at my wife. Look how beautiful her tail curls. It's a nice one. She's got like little black speckled hair on her tail. So beautiful. What was her name? Kermit the Frog? What's, the, what's her name? Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy. Piggy. Oh, dude, she's <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> Why is Andrew like the punk brother of the cosmos? Yeah, he, he always gets himself he in trouble. He's always getting in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Is there a relation to Andromeda? Andromeda. I don't, what, tell me about Andromeda. Okay, and in Indra's place, Indra's. It's a part of the drawing. There's a root that they share. Oh, I, I'm not sure. Maybe, yeah, I'm not sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. So Indra, although he was experiencing a, a type of materialistic enjoyment that people will spend hundreds of lives of doing piety, doing like digging wells, building hospitals, feeding the poor, doing all kinds of karmic things, good karma, so they can take, get, finally get that position. And in his position as a pig, he's like, oh, look, look how beautiful my wife is. So 
there are different levels of enjoyment. And that's still on the material level. We're not even even going to the metaphysical or, or uh, fully spiritual level. So is he still a pig? No, he, um, yeah, his pig family died and then he took back birth as uh, he came back as injured. So did he suffer then because he stayed longer than he had to? I think he, yeah, his kind of suffering just said, I, I'm done being a pig. Yeah. So, next one is honesty. Honesty, uh, the, the practice of gambling is not conducive for honesty. And so, that's why if you ask some people who have been practicing, they say, yeah, we don't, we don't gamble. We don't eat animals. We don't take intoxication. You can't be an honest gambler out here. Check it out. Here's my cards. <laughs> and it's also, in a sense, uh, in a way of like, instead of just honestly working, applying your skills in life and trusting that you're going to get what you deserve instead of trying to somehow cheat the fate of this world. This Honestly, working, applying intelligence, applying your skills. Yes? Would you say that these four areas of speaking of are the areas that are in most need of purification in order to experience your highest exactly. purpose? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So um, that's another, that's like these big four anchors that are holding us back. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one. And then the last one is adultery. So... Sex life is one of the most powerful energies to make you think, yes, I am this body. And I don't, I don't need God. I, don't, I just, just do this and I'm happy. Therefore, in all different traditions around the world, they put some regulations. Okay, you can't go hopping from one to the next to the next to the next. It has to be controlled. Uh, you have monks, or you have married couples. It's control, not not that. Just how can I, how can I use you, and you can use me, and we can just you know. And then finally, when uh, maybe I don't can find somebody else that is more interesting to use, and then I go to the next one. And so that's why there's religious traditions advocate marriage, some control on that. So that's uh, self control. Uh, mercy, honesty, and what was the last one? Compassion. Compassion, yes. Thank you very much. And so I'll stop here. Any comments, reflections? Yes. Oh, um, I was going to say a couple of things. Um, I wanted to say that um, those are the four preliminary things. Oh, yeah, this is good. You get started. You get started. The four preliminaries. You know what I mean? That's not like what you need to do to achieve happiness or liberation. You know what I mean? Those are like the beginning. Those are the, those those are the like you don't do, but then there's things that you do do. Yeah. yeah. Right. You got in Sanskrit, there's what is called uh, niyama and yama. One of them is like the don'ts, and the other one is the do's. Yeah. And so that, that's a very good important point because. Um, actually, the next verse that I was going to read, I, I, I won't read the purport. It says that when we, it's only when we get that spiritual satisfaction that, that's generally from a type of 
relationship or bhakti or devotional relationship with, with Krishna or with God, do the other things become pale in comparison? So our desires become not eradicated, but purified. And so uh, just like we're going to... Wait, wait, what's on the menu today? Um, quesadillas. Quesadillas. Uh, Mexican rice. Mexican rice. Um, beans, guacamole. What, what, it's not just beans, though. It's got like, it's got the... What is it? It's got... Um, Christian mango has got... What's the... Because I know we, we cut all those green... Uh, what's it called? Pico de guy? No, no, that's not pico de guy. That's the salsa, yeah. Because you put because you put the the green tomatoes in, it's like it, it seems like beans just sounds boring. Refried beans. Refried beans. Okay, that doesn't do, bhakti beans. It's not doing justice to it. Tomatillo, yeah. All right. So may maybe you went you went fasted for twenty five days and you you. You? Did you fast for 25 days? Zombie apocalypse, fasting for 25 days. Garbage can at 7-Eleven starts to look appealing. But the darshan room is open. And as soon as you get a bite of that quesadilla, you, uh, the, you have lost any desire to go to that garbage can. It, had, it was not a struggle. It was not a, uh, even a 12-step program. It immediately tra- it was a higher taste. And so that's what Krishna says in Gita, Parandishvar. He says, a person, Vishayamanivartante, a person can be restricted from the objects that they want to enjoy, but if they experience a higher experience, that's, the, that's where he makes progress. That's where he is able, like, okay, I might have been attached to this, this and that, this and this, but now I'm tasting this. Okay, a person may in the beginning intellectually say, okay, I, maybe I give up those things because I intellectually know it's good for me. But at some point, he's got to get that taste. Right. Otherwise, he's going to go back to those things. In my profession, of, we do that. Uh, I do health coaching. It's called subtraction by addition. There you go. If you're going to cut out something, replace it with something better. Does anybody know how to say addition in Sanskrit? No. Yoga. Yoga. V yoga is minus subtraction, and yoga is addition. Yeah. And so we are adding Krishna to everything we do. Then everything becomes a higher taste. Um, that's where we drive our senses from. That's, 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 that, that brings the intelligence, the driver, really strong. He tells the sources, this is where we're going. Actually, the, drive, the passenger, my, my Uber passenger, he said he wants to go there, not where all you horses want to go. He has this direction. So the soul has his own desire, and he doesn't need to chase after all the desires of the senses. Om Tat Sat. Thanks a lot. Hare Krishna. So now we got... Yes. I was reading the Japa Reform book today. Oh, okay. And he mentioned that one of the keys is uh, making sure to not uh, improperly pronounce the mantra. So my, que- yeah. my question is, is, is it implicitly Hare Rama, not Hare Ram? I'm the, like, for example, if you go to some Asian countries... They're gonna have have a hard time to chant Hare Krishna, Hare Rama, with the same uh, uh, pronunciation as they do in South India. Or they'll say, or 
So the idea is to put put an honest endeavor, but not to get too caught up on it because it's not a mechanical thing. Yeah. Krishna's, right. you know, it's Krishna's it's name. It's more about the intensity, yeah. right? And, uh, it's more about the love and devotion. Love and devotion. Right? Where, uh, where attention goes, where the loving attention goes, then your energy flows. That's yeah. like when you put your... It's not a mental, like, I'm going to capture Krishna with my intellectual meditation skills. Oh, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Like, it's like... Actually, if you just put your put some love in it, some uh, then... Then it's easy to concentrate. It's not like a bang my head against the wall. Like just boom. It's just like put your heart in it, and then it's like then then your te- your tension will follow it too. There are no hard or fast rules. Yeah. It's like when you chant sometimes. Like I feel like my voice is so bad, but like it doesn't matter. That's not what it's about. That's what you made me think of. It sounds like the implication of the instruction was not to make it mechanical. Yeah. By doing it sort of routinely and kind of not really pronouncing them and just saying it in passing. Yeah, and a person, a person can easily get into the camera yeah. doing stuff because they heard it's good but they don't realize it. they're not even putting, the, putting their attention to it. So. Right. Yeah, so yeah, hear it because you, if you hear it then you're going to see it. Wait, am I saying it? Or am I, am I saying it? I got an interesting one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, please. So what if the desire is to bring more people to the awareness of this type of peace, but that's causing suffering. How is that causing you suffering? Well, because it's because you're seeing others suffer. And oh. you're like, dude, if you just do this, or if you're, you're missing... Like, so, no. I grew up Hindu. No. I took a spiritual class at the age of 12, but understanding the difference between mind, body, and soul. And after that, you know, you know, went to the Swaminarayan Temple, you know, Harry Christian Temple, you know, devout devotee. Um, somewhere along the line, I decided that, you know what, these things are not inspiring me the way they did. I understand there's probably some brain chemistry involved in there as well for, you know, endorphins released from sports that I now chose to quit the sports and instead do, you know, girls or, you know, partying or so I go down this journey for 10 years. Okay, yeah. After, Other than that. after that journey, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to find Christ. Okay. And then in the process of finding Christ, I'm like, man, this is everything Christian said. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a minute. The Krishna is a phonetic. It's like a, it's like a feeling. Christ, there's no such thing as Christ. Christ is just what we added to Jesus' name. And so it's like to be that. So what if it was Christ, Christ, and they kind of just messed up the words? Like the telephone. I there's a there's a there's a talk with Prabhupada where he says the Greek word Christos comes comes from the Latin word Krista, and that Latin word Krista comes from the Sanskrit word Krishna, and Sanskrit has roots all in many languages have strong connections to Sanskrit all around the world. And so yeah. I've been on this mission, man, to like. Get, Bridge the gap between the East and the West instead of being looked at. I don't like so. It grieves me that anyone who doesn't consider a Hare Krishna or someone who you know follows Krishna consciousness as misinformed 
demonics, anything like that. I'm like, what's wrong with you? It's like Christmas. Yeah. That's a good thing. And, so, and I'm like, I want to wage a war against them, but I can't because I got restraint. So, so what, what was the suffering part? Well, the suffering part is you see like, someone like, you care about, and you're like, man, I, you're just not seeing this because you're stuck in this oh. dogma, or you're stuck in the Western Christian perspective of what the churches preach, and that you're all sinners for the definition of sin, yeah. separation. But there is no separation, and if you understand there's no separation, then you... So you've you've, you've heard the the three gunas, the tamagun, rajagun, sattvagun, three levels of consciousness: ignorance, passion, goodness, and then the spiritual platform. So ignorance is uh, like the energy of tamas is like the night, the uh, the darkness, the the unconscious state. The energy of rajas or passion is. I'm going to be successful. I'm not going to be laying down, sleeping lazy. I'm going to build my empire. I'm going to be great. I'm going to be powerful. I'm going to be supreme. And sattva is a state of clarity. And so I heard on the ignorance, we see ourselves as a lord of everything. And rajas, we see, as our, we see ourselves as the enjoyer of everything. And sattva, we see ourselves as the savior but in Shuddha on the highest platform, we see ourselves as a servant. And so there's, there's a little, yeah, so there's a little sense of like, uh, I heard an, a, a difference between attachment and affection. Attachment is a sense of, maybe your affection or maybe not, but you're, it's, it's about, there's some kind of return towards you. And affection is you just give. And, 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 no, ex, you know, no return. Uh, even like someone said, what should you expect in friendship? And somebody said nothing, and the, the other person said, "You're being too optimistic." <laughs> like, well, it's got to be reciprocal, but yeah. does it, and is it, it, like, it could you could be let down. Not for reciprocation is not for What if the reciprocation is a joy that comes from serving that friend? So, so the idea of servant is like you. It, wherever they're at, there may be something you can do. It's not so direct. If, if, if the person's not in a state of ex- openness, just give them a quesadilla. Give them a prasadam quesadilla, you know? Give, give them some prasadam cheesecake. That will, that, that, that's going to help them wherever they're at. And if, if they, so we try to meet people where they're at. And then trust that okay, Krishna's got it. You know, it, I'm not the savior myself. I gotta, I gotta work with the mood that I am. I have that have that work ethic. Like I gotta help people, but internally I have to understand that, you know, it's it's under his hands. I'm not controller. Yeah. So it's like you're constantly. It's like the success. Because I, I I deal with all that. You know, the, oh. the first the first one was the um, lazy get, yeah this. So,
When's the talk on this subject? All right, next week, next week. Well, you can't actually take anything.